Hello and welcome to another episode of the Climbing Destinations podcast. I'm your host Amit and thank you for joining me. First of all, I want to thank you all for the awesome feedbacks. It's really heartwarming and really fun to get these feedbacks. Now, if you want to reach out and suggest a place or a guest or anything, please feel free to reach me through through the website or Instagram. And also, thanks so much for the ones who joined and support on Patreon. Patreon, if you don't know, is a way for listeners that want to support content creators. And you can register for as minimum of $5 a month. And as my favorite podcasters say, you can think of it as buying me a beer at the end of a climbing day. Uh, it really helps a lot and uh, really, really appreciate it. So uh, soon there will be coming up uh, some episodes like the same every two weeks that uh, will be open only for Patreons. And this will be super cool episodes or really cool and interesting and fun topics. For example, uh, they will all be related to climbing, traveling for climbing. Uh, for example, like the best city in the world or cities to live as a climber, tips for, uh, for example, for the Southeast Asia climbing loop, um, climbing in, you know, very specific uh, places, like uh, if you want to go on a bouldering spree in Magic Wood, so the best boulders and uh, so on, like loads and loads of very fun episodes. So, as of today, so today we are discovering the island of Tenerife. It's a part of a group of islands that is called the Canarian Islands. And it belongs to Spain, but actually it's in the Atlantic Ocean. And the closest land is actually the shores of Morocco, so Africa. Um, Tenerife is a well-known tourist destination, but not so much known for the climbing, or at least less known. And it it's perfect timing for me this episode because in a few weeks I am uh, flying for a climbing trip there. So it was perfect. And for this episode, I was lucky enough to have Walter. And as a guest, Walter is, first of all, an awesome guy. He's a lifelong climber. And one of those, one of the, the first ones that started the international climbing scene in Tenerife, he tells this story, so I let him talk about it. Is the owner of the Oler Climbing, which is a, they organize a guided climbing trips and lots of other cool and interesting stuff. He has a website and a YouTube channel explaining about the climbing in the island. So really, he is probably the best source of info for the episode. Um, we cover lots of interesting topics. Walter provides lots of recommendation about sectors and routes, and food, and really. Uh, lots of good tips and uh, tricks and I think it was a really good one now the sponsor of this episode is the climbing pill it's a training for climbing platform by offer Blutweich. he is a professional climber a coach a physio and just an awesome person <laughs> sorry I've been with the platform for a couple of months and it's great you have a bot that reminds me it reminds you every day what you need to do so it's super convenient and uh, the game changer is a 24 7 support from team of the coach and physio so if you want to check it out you get 20 percent off for your first month of training use cdp24 on checkout on the climbingpill.com it's also will be written 
in the website and on the show notes as well. The website of uh, of Climbing Destinations podcast. There are a few other cool deals and collaborations such as Carental in Greece with Avance and uh, outdoor deals for for outdoor gear uh, for the mountain hardware and all of these are available all the info are in the show notes and in the website the climbing destinations podcast as well as all the tips from the recent episode each episode there is the notes coming up on the website so that's that and i really hope you enjoy this episode lots of the exciting stuff are happening so thank you so much and i'll see you on the other side enjoy Hello, Walter. Welcome. Hello. How is How life? How is life? <laughs> Pretty good. No complaints. Just got back like literally 15 minutes ago from a session in the gym. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's good. It's not session outdoors, but it's still good. Yummy. How I, are you? I was climbing outdoors, yes. I, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm in a place where I can do it in general. No problem nice. It was quite sunny today. Nice. I am jealous. Um, <laughs> nice. So, uh, yeah, before we get going today, we're talking about Tenerife. And um, yeah, well, I am you Tenerife. Will, you will guide us. And it's perfect because I'm going there in a month from now so it's like the perfect scenario uh, i will ask you a lot of stuff like specific <laughs> and um so yeah before we get going can you give us some introduction about yourself in general uh, like i don't know if you are from there originally yeah everything and also about climbing if you want and, yeah. yeah people call me walter and yeah i climb a lot I'm since 30 years now and I live in on the island since 2001 where I arrived with the climbing bag and the old climbing magazine called Rotpunkt and uh, talking about Tenerife's climbing destiny. So I like this with the magazine. I came here and this time there was no topo, no information, just the pictures in the magazine. And I came here and at the end I stayed since, since 2001 now, 20-some <laughs> years. Nice. I have to remember the climbing magazine I took out of the Tivoli climbing stand in Innsbruck, where I actually come from, Innsbruck. Okay. And uh, I was sitting there in the bar and I saw this magazine. I was like, indoor climbing, oh, nice. Open up and I saw Tenerife, they say perfect climbing condition during the winter. You know, that's not bad. In Innsbruck, it's snow, six months, bad weather, not good for climbing. Well, no, they have a good climbing center there. But at the end, I was like, let's get out of here. And uh, Canarian Islands in general, a good spot for winter climbing, I would say. Both boulder and climbing. Amazing. And uh, what do I do here? I have several things running. I have my own web uh, initiative called All Year Climbing. Uh, I work together with an international climbing travel agency called Climbing Bus. 
well, with Tomaso Gregsak, who is from the Slovakia national team trainer. He's very old school into that vertical business. And uh, together we represent uh, the Canarian Islands through this climbing bus initiative. And uh, what else? Yeah. Well, I prefer to climb not too long. But why Canarian Islands? We don't have too long routes with sport climbing happening here. Um, there's some multi-page strat climbing happen. But uh, I prefer to climb this modern way with bolts. Nice. Uh, I boulder a lot. Boulder stuff is really funny. And the boulder quality on the Canarian Islands is amazing, actually. I like Tenerife and Gran Canaria as, as a good destiny. Mogan and Gran Canaria, amazing boulder, very powerful. And here on the island, we have like, like every climbing air boulder area is like a little bit different stone quality. The boulders mm -hmm. uh, are very different, so very diverse, a lot of diversity and rock quality on these volcanic islands. Although everything is like a volcanic origin but uh, the lava looks like the lava behaves very 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 different sometimes and sometimes hard good quality rock comes and sometimes very bad thing like like stones you cannot even grab on everything will just fall apart so mm -hmm. it's fine volcanic rock it's diverse we have a lot of pockets we have a lot of cracks and uh yeah let me say a good a good climbing destiny. A good mix. So when uh, you arrived from Austria 20-something years ago, and what made you fall in love with the island? What can I say, you know? Come here, I start to get into the locals, connect with the people, and uh, I saw that uh, there is a kind of quality I could represent internationally. And uh, then I went to the village called Arico, where the most climbing areas are. And I opened up the first uh, climbing um, base camp where people can come and interact, meet people with similar values, vertical friendship, I call it. And then uh, create a kind of relationship, which is well, funny word. And uh, yeah, it was it was needed to to bring it up into the international climbing community. That uh, Canarian Islands is a good destiny for the winter climbing, and uh, good for beginners, good for advanced climbers. Maybe not for the Adam Ondra and Co community, but uh, it doesn't matter for everybody else. We have quite a lot of stuff here. Although, nice. although in, in Morgana, I have to say the boulder quality is massive. So if yeah. whoever comes, he will suffer a lot. <laughs> yeah, I've seen the video of Magnus Midbo. Yeah, and, uh, Magnus was nah, here. Yes. A pity I didn't Do, meet yeah. him. He was occupied yeah. doing a lot of stuff. But uh, yeah. maybe next time. Um, of course, so that it leads us what you said before to perfectly to the first subject which is like give us a bit of an introduction 
geographically where where is you know Tenerife and where is and also like the climbing itself so Arico I heard the name but yeah generally like where should I fly to from Europe etc everything and we are very lucky Tenerife has uh, two airports and uh, the south airport of Tenerife is 15 minutes car drive from Arico And uh, you can actually reach the Canarian Islands Tenerife from nearly every European country. We have a list, maybe just one or two don't have direct flights. Um, yeah, the Canarian Islands, generally a lot of tourists come. So for a lot of sports, not only for climbing, it is a good destiny. I like the mountain biking. I like the surfing. I like the diving. I like the... Paragliding, everything happens here, yeah. and uh, even the simple hiking and bird watching and volcano geologically, there's quite a lot to do here. You maybe don't find yeah. so much winter stuff and don't so much river. <clears throat> so the canyoning as well, it's quite dry, not so like in the Pyrenees or in the Alps, a lot of waterfalls. We don't have so much water, although there's the sea, so the water is the sea. And... Um, If you are multi-sports, obsessed human beings, you better bring all your play stuff, toys with you because <laughs> yeah, everything can happen. <laughs> I had to stop the mountain biking. It was like too crazy at the end. It's the, vo know. the volcano, what we have here, Tenerife, is like a 3,700 meter high volcano in the middle of the oh, wow. Atlantic Ocean. And... Uh, In the hill, which we can use, it's like two and a half thousand meter. You can downhill or trail oh. run. <laughs> and uh, wow. the bus, the roads go up to 2,200 sea level. So you can drive up with the car, make a shuttle service and do your downhill session the whole day. And uh, yeah, what can I say? It's very special. The weather condition really? is very diverse. Like the mountain is so high, the volcano is so high. So sometimes in the north you have the clouds and in the south it's blue sky or opposite. And seldom it is, uh, it is like bad weather on the whole island. It's very lighting. And sometimes the bad weather is all the rain, let's call it rainy weather. It's not the bad weather. It's up in the mountains and on the coast, in the boulder or in the climbing areas on the coast, you just go climbing. Although upstairs it's like in the mountain, it's raining. Yeah. So yeah. So don't worry too much. Yeah. Even if you have not the best, best condition, you always find something to do. And, uh, and the weather is, is all the year is the same? No, pretty much. Yeah. It's pretty much a homogene weather. Um, it's like, wow. it's like very, very Tenerife. The weather on Tenerife is very Tenerife because of this volcano of this 3,000 meter high thing, you know, it stops weather condition, brings clouds on one side. We call it microclimate zones. So it's like an area where there's a microclimate happening and it's just happening in that valley and you can pass with the car like two, three minutes and it will rain in that area. And then you drive out on the highway and you drive around the corner and it's blue sky and it's like wow. this micro <laughs> clouds happening to stay there. Wow. Yeah. It is, uh, so where are we? 
to, to think going for climbing sorry is uh, going for climbing at what what's the best time when I go the I go climbing from October to April nearly every day no problem and then May June July until September I have to decide the hour the daytime so I don't go climbing okay. before five o'clock in the afternoon in summer the thing is we climb here in canyons so the sun just goes like this and uh, you have shadow here in the afternoon shadow here in the morning you just go for yeah. the afternoon shadow <laughs> yeah and then yeah. you go there at five o'clock and then you just have shadow the whole until nine o'clock you can climb it, nice and maybe sometimes a night boulder session is good as well true mm. classic one and uh nice yeah, the boulder sessions at night here makes fun because uh, some boulder areas are really not far away from the parking of the car. Mm. And so it's, uh, it's warm. It's nice. You... <laughs> so I go, I fly to the south airport of the island and I drive 15 minutes and I'm in Aliko. Best thing here is to rent a car, I have to say. Okay. It's uh, very cheap first and uh, then public service is there, but you know, the bus don't get to the climbing area. So no. it's always good to have this rent a car. There's, okay. there's a lot of offer. The earlier you book, the better it is. Exactly. That's how it is. Okay. And from Mariko and the climbing is not the walking distance. Why not? If you decide to go to one of the accommodation, which are for climbers exclusively uh -huh. nearly. There's one, it's called the base yeah. camp, which is my, uh, my input to the village. And uh, one uh -huh. is called, uh, Ariko climbing accommodation. This is a private uh -huh. apartment thing, which is very nice. You have this, uh, this, this, a private apartment with your own kitchen and your own bathroom. And, uh, then we have a Tenerife climbing house which is in the middle of the big village via the Arico. Eric and Elena, they run that thing. And it is, I have to say a very beautiful place. And it's very special Tenerife climbing house. So everything for climbers you will find there. This is well a shop. The shop is called the uh, rock store. And, uh, it's in a combination with the Tenerife climbing house. You can rent your stuff there like crash beds. If you don't want to bring your own crash bed, you better rent it. I mean, several, as well, the base camp rent crash beds, several places have. And the offer of renting stuff, accommodation. These are the three. Tenerife Climbing House, Arico Climbing Accommodation, and uh, the base camp, which is uh, the one with uh, five minutes walking distance to the biggest climbing crack. You don't need a car if you go to the base camp. You just have to reach there. But there, therefore, you can contact with the base camp. And uh, right now, Davide is in charge to do all the logistics. And they pick you up even from the airport. Okay. So it's cool. So, uh, individual climbers can come here with no problem at all. Do it. They have yeah. a lot of people to hook up. Yeah. And uh, so, pick, like, give me a... Uh, Paint me a picture of Arico, like uh, how big it is. Oh. Like, can I 
generally just come arrive to Arico and then go climbing, walking distance, like. Yes, um, or just from that, yeah. Arico is the, the nearest village to the climbing areas. Areas. Okay. So surrounding Arico, you will find on a five to ten minutes car driving, like twenty yep. climbing areas. Small okay. ones with twenty climbing routes, or bigger ones with more than hundred, and uh, that makes Arico like the center. Let's keep it like this: the village where if you stay there and you want to go climbing every day and go to different climbing area, you have the best decision, best choices. Arico via the Arico. Uh, in this case, we have there the Tenerife climbing house. And uh, then you can ride with your car up and down, left and right. The coast, if you don't want to go climbing, is just 10 minutes car driving and you will be on the beach, which makes it perfect. So, yeah, be be water-friendly as well. <laughs> I'm not the most water-friendly one. I always say I'm like a stone in water. I love stone, <laughs> you know, and climb. But stone behave like they behave in water. But hey, it's That's beautiful good. to just go after the climb to the beach and enjoy, yeah, enjoy the the moment. Yeah. So yeah, like I said, you have twenty climbing areas surrounding Arico, and uh, walking distance maybe just like two three, which okay. which makes sense walking. It's like a nice warm yeah. up and a nice hike. But it's it's like everything is very steep. So you have to fear mm-hmm. hill. And then there's okay. on the coast, there's the highway where there's a very good uh, public service as well for the bus. If you come alone, you take the bus to the exit Arico. And there you can actually contact the taxi service or try to hitch up. I think okay. the climbers do that. They just yeah. get there. Yeah, yeah. Get me up there. People always ask, what are you doing here in the middle of nowhere? And you say, I'm ready. I'm in a good spot. You know, I know what I want. I want the rocks. <laughs> I travel around the world sometimes and the people ask me, what do you do here? And I say, I cannot explain you a lot, but up there, there's a mountain and a canyon and a rock. There's maybe just one boulder and I just have to get there. The mission. Obsessed, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I do this since I'm 11, so... My first uh, trip climbing was um, 15, and we just into the train and go Finale Ligure, Lago di Garda, or Switzerland. I don't mind. I just go to see the rock. So uh, at the end, it's like a, a nomadic state of life, no? Definitely. Yeah, that's quite funny. Keep uh, Let's keep on. It is. Climbing culture is traveling. So basically, that's it. That's why at the end, I worked in a travel. Uh, travel agency for climbers. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty nice. <laughs> yeah, have a look, everybody. You would like it. We not only come to Tenerife, we go as well around the world. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, it will be shared in the show notes all about that. So, to go back uh, a bit, your recommendation if I go for one week climbing mm-hmm. in Tenerife is to get a car. And don't come yeah. for one week, come for two. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 
That's good. And it's not a, rec it's not a recommendation, okay? It is just a good thing. It, like I said, if you go to Arico and you go to a Tenerife climbing house and you want to be independent and see a lot of climbing areas, get a car. If you don't have a driver license and you don't want to drive a lot, you just go to the base camp. The base camp, it's on walking distance, five minutes, the biggest climbing area. You can go there every day of your one week climbing and you will not get bored. Because in that climbing area, you can do boulder, you can do roof climbing, you can do easy climbing, you can meet a lot of people. Every day there's a, like a bunch of people there, not too much, it's not too crowded, like in some other areas. Because um, even if there's a lot of people during the season, like there's a lot of small climbing areas, the people, they just, psh, everybody goes to another area and, psh, and you don't yeah. actually, you maybe don't see your friend the whole week because they choose a different climbing area. That's really nice, actually. Okay, but that's good. So uh, now I, I understand. And there's these two I... options. The bicycle yeah. is not a good option. You would leave it standing. No, around, I tell you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so I've seen videos of you, of yours, and the other ones uh, researching Tenerife, oh, and it looks like there's good videos. It, and <laughs> which videos you saw? It looked like I have seen a bunch. I researched. I saw you boulder and stuff, but uh, the sport climbing mainly looks like sandstone. Um, but it's not. No, it's not. It's basalt. Uh, what's basalt. Why sandstone? Because of the color? Yes. Yeah, it's like the... the color, the type of holes. But it's not. I don't... I think the sandstone has more friction. Although yeah. in some climbing areas, it's quite like, sharp holes. And so it's mm -hmm. not so slippery. On the other hand, if you go to uh, climbing areas which are called Fantasma or El Oyo, the, the water erosion made everything round. So it's gray because it's, the stone gets washed up. And that's the original color of the, of the stone, gray, like gray. And then if you watch up and you see where the water doesn't reach, everything is orange, brown, skin mm -hmm. color. Yeah, but it's because of the iron in the in the magma and in the lava, and it starts to rust. Everything is rusty. <laughs> the color is rust, and uh, I hope I say it correct in English. It's rust, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So everything is rust and slightly brown, and uh, it actually confuses. Maybe this is the idea of the sandstone. Um. It's a, it's a good stone. It's quite strong. The basalt, the, the, which one we climb on is very strong rocks. And, uh, I'm surprised. And, uh, the, the, the cracks we have, they're like this vertical cracks going through. And, uh, it's not like granite cracks, eh? but it's similar, similar to the red rocks in Utah. They are sandstone. I think there are some. That, maybe that's why you, you see you know, the color. Yeah. So similar cracks, vertical cracks, you can find huh. here. Yeah. So a lot of people came here in the past to do crack training, crack climbing training before they go to the States. Uh, people told me from the old school, old, old school Tenerife crew. And, uh, but mainly I see more pocket climbing here. 
So okay. just two finger pockets, three finger pockets. Beautiful. Yeah. And uh, edges as well. Sorry? Edges as well? Like, no, uh, not too much crimps. Not so much. Crimps, they rip off. Therefore, okay. it's not so strong like the granite. So everything which uh -huh. is a crimp, you can actually, you will rip it off sometimes. So, no, it's not so clear. The crimps, don't, okay. don't search crimps. <laughs> nice. The pockets here and is very uh, funny. There's always two pockets, one side to side, and so you always have a pinch in, in between. Oh, or, cool. Or two finger pockets, just one beside another. Like two finger yeah, pockets cool. like this. And then another yeah. two. <laughs> it's very funny. Yeah. Yeah, I climbed here. Uh, I live in Barcelona, so I climbed uh, quite often in Margalef. Mm -hmm. What is that? Yeah. This is like a yeah. conglomerate now. Exactly, uh, it's conglomerate, but super pocketed. It's very crazy. But you learn these tactics that you see, like you see this pocket, it's good, but then you learn that you can close you have the to, thumb, and then it's a exactly, and then it's a jack. It's amazing. <laughs> like sometimes you squeeze your fingers like this in, and then you have it on the side, and you go like, oh, perfect, yeah. and here you go stable. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. it's crazy. Today I was climbing it's with. Uh, with some people who are starting and I had to explain them. Be creative with the pocket. Touch, touch them slowly. Don't only think there's gold. No. Turn around, feel it. Get yeah. Get creative with the hold. Very true. Mm. And then uh, the the style is it uh, you'd say is there a definition like like steep or face or or there is everything? It's quite a lot. There's the two-dimensional flat face climbing. At the same time, there's a lot of chimneys, corners, three-dimensional climbing. There's steep roofs, not too big, 20, 25 meters. Some areas are 30 as well, but the most are like 20, 25. And uh, like the climbing area Ortiz below the bridge are very famous. You start to climb 7A to 7C. You have a lot of nice overhangs, 18, 20 meters, pumpy. And good holds. Big jags and sometimes two finger pockets and steep. Oh, it's the so most good. classic 7A. Everybody wants to climb as first 7A because there's no, no small holes. It's just like, like you start and then go one roof and then it gets vertical, a second roof, and then you have to anchor. So you have know. two nice waves going yeah. out, joyful. If you fall there, sounds fun. If everything is okay, if you long, if you use long, quick draws in roofs, so everybody, hey guys, use long, quick draws in roof climbing. If you use them, then the friction is less and you have good fall-offs. If not, you just hit the wall, boom. <laughs> okay, nice. So lots of roofs with big jacks. That's good. Yes, I like that. And then a lot of face climbing, and uh, about. Um, like I know, I know a lot about Tenerife sport climbing. You said there is some tread and there is a lot of bouldering. I'm kind of thinking if, let's see how this goes, we're like in the middle, but, uh, kind of thinking like to dedicate this one to sport climbing and then maybe do another one of bouldering or something like that, because it's, it feels like there is a lot to talk about. Well, yeah, we, have, we we can meet more times, you know, I, I do climbing yeah. culture, I live this climbing vertical life. Yeah. 
I, I in the in the days I don't climb. I do climbing hardware. I make climbing trousers. So everybody who comes and meets Walter will hear that I have climbing trousers for everybody. Handmade, amazing handmade stuff called von Walter pants. Some people call it the power pants. What can I say? <laughs> nice. <laughs> I just wanted to, I just wanted to add something into the climbing culture. And I thought, yeah, make, make trousers for, for us. I think you're doing it. And, um, okay, great. And about the sport climbing, if you have an idea, an estimation of how many routes there are, just to get like a general Okay, let's, let's say the biggest climbing area has like a hundred and something routes, 140, something like that. And uh, at the same time, like a, a good bunch of boulders, like 60 boulders. Um, there are topos, you can get always, and uh, as well, 27 crack has a lot of information. But coming back to your question, there is uh, the most climbing areas are smaller with like 20 to 40 routes and then them are like surrounding the village of Hariko. If you go far to the west, you get to the big climbing area called Guaria, which has as well like two, three pitches in some parts. But you need to know how to climb there. This is not easy climbing. And uh, so some areas you can climb off in one, two days, you know, some areas you mm -hmm. will not climb off in 10 years. Mm -hmm. So there is enough for climbing for a lifetime, pretty much. Yes. I know if you are very talented and you're very strong, you have uh, the limit. Some, some, sometimes you have to go out to see more, but that's it. The climbing is that. So. I'm not worried. People say, oh, this cannot, this is not for everybody. And I say, if you go to somewhere else, you don't have everything for everybody. So let us enjoy the diversity of the areas. Definitely. Okay. Two uh, topics that are like uh, picante. 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 How would you say that in English? Sharp. Um, Chili, yeah, sharp, yeah. So, no, I mean, like, people like to speak about them, specifically sport climbers. So one is bolting. Like, how is the bolting? Is it friendly, you would say? Is it, uh, it is uh, the bolting. Let me see. There's this old school bolting happening long time ago. And now we have uh, a climbing school here called El Ocho Climbing School, which Eric... Eric, he's, he's as well a climbing nomad who arrived to Tenerife long, long time ago. He's part of the Tenerife Climbing House Initiative. And he does a lot of bolting. He prepares new climbing areas. He rebolts. There is this, uh, we have like several crowdfunded bolting, bolting initiatives. Some is paid with the climbing book. Some is paid with t-shirts you can buy in the rock store. And uh, all all about let's make climbing safe on Tenerife. Me, myself as well, I have a all-year climbing donation box for bolting with the idea let's make climbing safe or keep climbing safe. 
and uh, there's like two, three groups of rebuilding the areas. The quality is quite good. Some old school areas reach, needs to get rebuilt in this year. So the earlier you put out this um, podcast, the better for me. And then you show them the link to the website and then they can support mm -hmm. with economy mm -hmm. there and some money because every good bolt costs five to 10 euros. And you have like 10 bolts in a root. That's like the 50, 200 euros. Yeah, that's expensive. It's not cheap stuff. Right now I'm buying... People don't know. I got this. It's like, it's very funny sometimes. You know, you go to the climbing area and it's for free. There's no entrance and uh, everything is there. And the uh, safe should it be? And then yeah. you might think mm, the government and uh, whoever pays that. And it's not true. It's the the no, three kids, it's it's us, the climbers who buy the yeah. 500 euro driller because you have good cable, you need a battery driller. And then you buy the half of your salary every month's bolts. You <laughs> don't have no food at home, but you have bolts in the pocket. And uh, respect to all the people who set up climbing areas people that's a hardcore job and uh, it's at the end at the end it's like for free you don't need the climbing guidebook to to go climbing there it would be no. for free you know simple as it is yeah and it, the guidebook supports always if you see a guidebook it has to do with the climbing group who yeah. bolted it you know these people who bolted it so always support i yeah. I, I i like open source you know but there's some work. Yeah. So if you take open source material, search the donation box and put some money in there and think in that you want to support for one route if you want and not for one boat, eh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, there there will be there will be links attached on the to website. The is everything there? Yeah, we have a yeah. nice video in cool. correlation which we did with some yeah. with our good friend Fabi. Total respect to him working out with me the video and preparing on on this crowdfunding thing. Really cool, and uh, like yeah, so the bolting is getting rebolted and stuff. But you would say it's a modern bolting in terms of like the distance between the bolts. Yeah, very or... very modern. Eric is a climbing school modern, yeah. climbing teacher. It's okay. It is, it is safe. Oh, it's very safe, actually. Yeah. Mm. Go for the on-site. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes on the on-site, I have to admit, you know, sometimes you're in this climbing meditation, vertical feeling, you don't see all the bolts and you just climb. No. And you, and, That's how it should be. And then you skip once someone's happened just last time with mine, with my good go. Yeah. Yeah. That's how it should be. But sometimes, yeah, there are some, uh, I think it's a good topic but because there are some areas that it's scary, you know, and uh, I just, the other episode I was talking with uh, Vasily, which is from Meteora. Meteora. I don't know if it, yeah, you know the... I know Meteora, the name, I never went climbing there. I know this uh, very beautiful conglomerate tower. Exactly, yeah. Amazing. Mm -hmm. But it has a big myth around the... The climbing and the bolting being very, very dangerous and but scary. It's, and it's it is. old school. 80s, 70s, 80s, exactly. 90s. It is old school. Exactly. I mean, if exactly. I have to tell some people where I started to climb in Innsbruck, the first bolt was on seven meters. 
that was the yeah. first boat you know you, you thought not twice before you need to climb that route you thought hundred two times before you need to climb that route and but after 102 times thinking of the, the first 10 meters, you, you can do it. Don't worry. <laughs> nice. Okay. Now, another, then the second topic is approaches. So they are easy, I would think, because yeah. it's just a, a gorge. Yeah. Yeah. It's very easy. Okay. Very easy. Sometimes cool. it's very ridiculous. You park your car and you can see the climbing wall. <laughs> That's nice. And you can hear the people talking and it's not only see it far up in the mountain, <laughs> but you can hear them talking. That's cool. And the, the gear, what should I bring? Rope, length? Uh, you don't need more than yeah. 70 meters. If you are good climbers, standard 60 meter rope is perfect. Okay. Let's say 15 quick draws is always good enough because sometimes you want to set up two routes. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's it. Basically, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, the routes are not too long, mostly. They're not too long, yeah. no. Okay. Now to the fun stuff. So what would you say, if you can, I mean, we, we started before a bit, but if you can say best crags for each kind of grade area, if not just like best crags you you love most and they are must-see, you know. Yeah, let's start from easy to hard. So if you yep. come here and you want to just learn how to climb, you, yep. you can go to Ortiz climbing area called Arico Arriva. Part, everybody knows Arico Arriva. You have like a hundred routes. You can just go. Some routes are just seven meters, three bolts, four bolts. This one, fourth grade, some routes, fifth grade, super nice to start to learn this climbing. And even the first lead climbing you can have on that route without getting in danger. And next area, Tamadaya, some long routes, technical as well, starting to get into it. Um, what else? Uh, one area called Polegre, good for beginners as well. You can climb like 10 routes a day if you're a beginner, routes are like eight to 15 meters and you just hit one after another and you have a funny good climbing day even with beginners um what else uh, el hoyo fantasma a new area called guasiegre so it goes like higher and higher we start to enter the 6a area 6bc area once you have this done once you 6c to 7c you can go nicely to below the bridge. Like I said, Arico Abajo, like I explained before. Then uh, La Galeria, nice climbing area. Some routes are 30 meters. Good 7ABC, 8A. What else? Uh, Guaria, going driving like this is the far area away, driving to the west. Guaria with this 50 meter wall, be advanced if you want to go there, be advanced climber. You will enjoy a lot, but not as big. Uh, in the national park, up in the Taylor National Park by the volcano is, there's a very interesting climbing area called El Capricho. Very difficult to read. The rock is white. 
so you don't see the magnesium. And it's not very clear, but very unique type of rock. What else in the north? If you can climb good and not need five grade and six days a whole day, you can go to San Marco. It's direct on the coast in a small village with like 500 to 1,000 people living there. And you have restaurants just beside the climbing area. <laughs> and go to swim, eat some pizza or some fish. <laughs> and San Marco in the north. And then as well, you have uh, Vista Mar, which is as well in the north coast. Therefore, you better get your car, no? Um, then if you like a little bit of multi-pitch rat climbing and you know what you're doing, you can go to the national park. You have like a hundred to 200 meter towers, less than 250 meters. And far in the east, you have some multi-pitch Roque Negro, the black, the black stone, black stone Roque Negro as well. Some thread climbing, some multi-pitch, very nice. Whoa, yeah, that's good. That's good. That's good. Yeah, that's like this. Just now, float it through. That's really, really good. And now, few best routes, Ooh. your favorite or, or classics. You know, some routes, you know, some routes I repeat. I repeat and I repeat and I never get fed up. And uh, there are some in, like, my favorite route. I would some crack crack climbings there in Tenerife in Arico or this Arico Abajo. One is called Aguita. Aguita means something like water water splash. Aguita, yeah. a water splash in your face. At the same time, it can be a tea, hot <laughs> tea. Aguita. <laughs> Aguita. Aguita has this underclean crack, seven meters. And you're in a big roof on 20 meter height and you watch to the right and you just see this crack going out and it looks like wow. i sometimes call it my my private separate reality because it looks like separate reality this famous route in the states yeah but you don't you climb it different but it's just amazing my favorite route for sure climbed it a thousand times the 70 plus just love it I have a friend, he's free solo, he did with 15 <laughs> years. Nathan, bastard. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want a free solo, this shit. Um, then in um, uh, one of my favorite six seas in the north, in San Marco, is Polón de las Crecas. Amazing, amazing route. The last two moves just overhang on the corner and it goes always more and more and more to flip the anchor on the far out corner. Um, where else? I like to climb in El Hoyo. This is like this very washed rock and you have to be very technically with the footwork, friction climbing on round cracks, you know, the bellies, the round bellies and the I don't know the name of the road actually, but climbed it a thousand times as well. <laughs> and there's a beautiful 6A called the Sick English Classic Roads. Okay, you know. In what, what sectors? And this is in Arico Arriba. 
you walk up and mm-hmm. it's on the sector Peña de Lunes, the Monday people, and it's on the left. So it's an afternoon shadow. And I think everybody who comes to Tenerife has to climb this route. It gets a 10 stars yeah. plus 10 stars for 6A, 6A, 6A climbers, where you have oh, wow. two finger pockets and one finger pocket for this great climbing because it's a little oh, wow. bit, it's a slap, it's not too steep, and yeah. fantastic holds. And What's the name again? Sick English. Okay. Like the sick English. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't know why the, the climbing routes have some ridiculous names, but. Um, but there's uh, Luna Yena, beautiful crack climbing in Arico Abajo. Another one, Nikileta. Seven B plus I love uh, El Poder del Conio. Very funny name for route. Yeah. And uh, there's one nice route in the sector, Planeta Sarsa, which I forget because it's a not really old climbing area. I forgot to name it. Amazing uh, route called Gofio Canario, which is a 7B who kills you in the last two meters after 20 mm-hmm. meters climbing. The hits. Uh, congratulations to Eric who bolted uh, some of these routes. Nice. Like Gofio Canario. I think it was Eric. Respect to everybody who, if it's not Eric, just a beautiful route. And. <laughs> um, um, favorite boulder, it's called the, 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 the diamond, El Diamante, mm-hmm. a must for everybody who loves boulder. He has this jump start, not sit start, not stand start. You have to jump it on, Jumps. you know, it's, and the jump start converts itself into a Batman position, like a bat. Whoa. You jump the rock, you heel hook it, and then you are like stuck on, on the, on the rock, like with all four, like like a bat and then you make the move yeah. i call it the batman start <laughs> first time i talk about this on the internet the batman start yes. <laughs> it sounds good the diamond for sure one of the most beautiful boulders not too difficult as well 7a 7 plus but uh-huh. everybody who gets up there shouts like crazy and is happy for <laughs> for more than 15 seconds <laughs> Amazing. Thanks for that, man. That's great. Okay. So we got through the climbing. So let's go a little bit. Okay. Now is there a climbers hangout? We talked about the hostels and stuff. There is a, there's one place bar or something. There's one place like always there's one place. And in this case, it's the base camp. The base camp is the, some people call it the hippie climbing place. Uh, I myself, uh, I would say the base camp was the first one who offered international visitors to come and find a place to stay and information for climbers. So it's the old school one and it's the most diverse one. Um, I was the, f- I'm the founder of it like more than 10 years ago, 15 years ago, when we opened up the first base camp, we had to s- swap the house several times. Now, mm-hmm. like the base camp is uh, an association. I always represent climbing culture, not climbing business. So we start with climbing culture and then we can make maybe some business like the travel agency or making the climbing culture move around in this case, or my climbing trousers and my products, which I sell. But the, 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 the beginning is always our climbing culture. 
and therefore we have association. So the base camp is an association, like a club. You make yourself a member. You're not a client. You come there and participate. Not only the client is the king version, because, you know, climbing is like this. So in the base camp, yeah. you have a lot of international mix, people from Chile, people from Germany, people from England, from Estonia, France, Netherlands, Germany, did I say it already? Italian people, this France, Mamma Mia, the base camp is the most cosmopolitan mixed place you can find for climbs. Can you, <laughs> can you go there or uh, also to just have a beer and stuff or is like, uh, yeah. Yes. Yes. You can go there and, uh, it's, a, you, you wouldn't be surprised. Everybody will say, yeah, come in, have a beer, the donation box. They will show you a box where it's written donation. So you can drink, eat and everything. And nobody will give you a price. And it's organized. There's a breakfast, there's a midday lunch, there's a dinner every day. You, you go there in the morning and say, Hey guys, how are you? Oh, fine. Okay. I will come for the dinner tonight. They will say, okay, you're in the list. Okay. That sounds really special. And it's, it's, it's a 99% vegan food. Oh. Yeah, that's good. That's fine. Yeah. If, if you want yeah. to eat meat, you can always go to the classic restaurants around. Yeah, that's true. The base camp is not a nice. restaurant. It's just a place where climbers meet and make life yeah. easier. You can find a climbing yeah. partner, you find a place to sleep, you find the rope, you find the crash pad, you find, you know, even if you're a rest day, just chill around and do your internet stuff. You just sit there and enter. There would be one, two, three people in charge to coordinate the day and every day somebody else. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. That's, yeah. that's a social, the social point, the social meeting point. If you know to play yeah. music, just bring your instrument. Amazing jam sessions of the evening. We have, we have seven days a week. So there's like 10 jam sessions. <laughs> Calculated. Super. Sometimes two <laughs> times a day and stuff like that. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, I think pretty much it. What, um, like I'm living in Catalonia, so a bit about food. I don't know. Is there a special culinary in Tenerife? Oh, Not really. for sure. Everywhere you find, when if you come to the Canarian islands, you get to eat fish. Yeah? It's a good one. And everybody gets very addicted to the thing called mojo, mojo, mojo. <laughs> and mojo, you, you eat it with potatoes. The Canadian people have a potato culture, very big one. They call it the uh, papas bonitas, small potatoes with a okay. lot of black holes on it, which doesn't look anything nice, but they call it the bonitas, the nice potatoes. <laughs> I don't know, but they taste very good. So it actually okay. should be called Papa Sabrosas. <laughs> Tasteful ones. They are very good quality yeah. and taste. Small one with the mojo, just a classic one. Everybody takes the mojo box at home and flies it out. It's the most exported product of the Canadian Islands for sure. Okay. Um, I didn't know that. Nice. This is like the one. And then there's one thing called gofio which is very traditional here. 
you can eat it uh, hot, salty, or sweet and make an energy bar. And you will have this. What is it? It's like flour, roasted, uh, different type of flour. Like it doesn't matter, it can be lentil flour or classic flour of the bread stuffed or whatever seed, roasted, floured, and then you have it. You can eat it. Well, they mix it with honey. You put some seeds inside and whatever, banana, and then you have this energy ball. It's just amazing food. I love it. Uh, that oh, sounds, the yeah, Canarian sounds, power bar. Yeah, sounds perfect. Uh, crank snack. If you want, if you like to eat yeah. meat, like as well for people who like to eat meat, uh, the goat meat is for sure one of the most kilometer zero food. And all the goats, mm-hmm. they live nicely outside. They're not in the, in the stable. Goats live outside super nice and good quality food. Nice. Now, uh, one thing I forgot before we like, uh, uh, wrap it up. So there is also Gran Canaria next to Tenerife. Yes. Gran Canaria. Would you recommend to go climbing there as well to combine it or is it a different climbing? destination climbing holiday uh, if you combine it uh, combine it in a two to three weeks holiday okay okay and um if not just make two different holidays what we have in gran canaria it's a more dis- dispersed the areas are not so nearby mm-hmm. so it's like yeah randomly around everywhere a lot of different places i will take the camera a moment battery goes off and plug it in here we go back again so Tenerife Gran Canaria the two different why Gran Canaria has a lot of climbing areas where we have to drive around not so community one not like here Arico the community climbing area village Gran Canaria is very diverse they have a lot of climbing very good very good climbing not so strong for beginners more advanced the boulder is i will have to admit much better than in a lot of places i know in the world morgan it's the weather is not the best it can be too hot sometimes but the boulder quality is just super um i would compare it with how how far is it to go uh, with a boat from Tenerife to Gran Canaria? Uh, it is a, a four hours trip with everything, with waiting and two hours on the boat and driving them out and getting there to the climbing spot. But it's not a lot. It could be a little bit expensive for, for, for doing it more than once. Mm-hmm. So it is like a 50 euro. If you're clever, you take the airplane to Tenerife in Stadia and then drive there and take the airplane out from Gran Canaria. That's a, that's yeah. a clever one for the, for the traveling. You see a lot. You can rent actually as well the caravans here, which is quite good. I have a friend who rents out caravans for climbers. Really, best caravan. Here we have it. And um, I will as well give you the link. I don't have it in mind, the link for the application. Yeah. Very cool stuff. You can rent your caravan. And you drive around, you have mm-hmm. your, your car and you have your accommodation in one thing. And Tenerife is not so uncomfortable to make the caravan lifestyle. You can park and the people don't 
don't say nothing actually it's not so like in like in europe it's uncomfortable sometimes and yeah if you make two holidays it's sometimes yeah. dead done but hey you choose yeah nice that's uh yeah it's a good tip i did i wasn't sure about that very cool so uh before we end do you have anything else like you want to add or want to say uh, to the people oh yeah be responsible in the climbing areas people don't make the neighbors angry because if they say stop we cannot pass through we have finished there take your rubbish with you use the brushes we have please take out the magnesium to the climbing magnesium producers i would love to see magnesium with color you know we don't have to have the white magnesium climbing community let's think about the white it doesn't look good it looks in the beginning maybe nice oh some holes but it's actually vandalism with white powder <laughs> i have to admit it after 30 years of climbing Mm, I think we need color. We don't need too much, it's just three colors, but we need color for the magnesium. My thoughts. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> be gentle with other climbers who don't know. Don't be angry if they make a mistake. Share with you, share with them your experience. And the slogan for the climbers to climb or not to climb, there is no try. Okay, so attitudes we climbers have the most powerful attitude i love it i love this sport this lifestyle this culture this vertical yeah. lifestyle and uh, yeah visit our websites we are living with it we're making a living out of it and uh, yeah hope to see you on the island soon and everybody else who is not who i don't know hope to see you soon as well <laughs> awesome thank you so much Walter yeah everything will be in the show notes yes and uh, yeah see you next time thank you very much have Don't a nice tell. evening bye bye thank you bye bye hey and welcome back I hope you enjoyed this episode it was a really nice conversation to have with Walter and I'm really excited to go and climb some roofs and pockets on the basalt um, yeah I hope you enjoyed it please visit the website and the Instagram the website will have all the show notes and all the tips of uh, Walter and yeah thank you so much and I'll see you in two weeks we have a super cool destination coming up and actually destinations so that's it and until next time take care and climb strong Ciao, ciao.